BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. A tough season in the NFL got tougher when it was found out earlier today. Carson Wentz, done for the season, a torn ACL. We won't have him for another year. It's broke. And now it's Nick Foles. And remember, he was good for us way back in 2011. Foles was good at one time. He could be good for us again. He's not a star, but he could be good for us again. We don't have Carson Wentz. All the stars that are out for the season, we've said it for the last month, this is the most difficult, roughest, toughest, worst NFL regular season in recent memory because of so many things. The injuries to stars, the mediocre teams, the -the off-the-field headlines overwhelming the headlines on the field, the declining ratings. Nothing has come together. All of these stories are coming together this year. Now, guy who's the MVP of the NFL, Carson Wentz is out for the season, tearing his ACL, 
in the win against the Rams yesterday. It's very difficult now to try to look ahead and go, all right, who are we buying as contenders? Because the Eagles, you know, with Nick Foles, they can meander their way to a home field advantage and a game. I mean, I do appreciate everybody weeks. trotting out 2013 statistics. Right. <laughs> you know, all the way back. Now, they'll meander their way to the division. They can meander their way to a bye and maybe win. So it's not like their season is over. They can, they can still do some things. Can they win it all? No, not without Carson Wentz. Can't do it. The guy just does so much. You watch some of the throws he makes, some of the tight windows he puts the football. And as you know, as good as Nick Foles played in 2011, he can't play that way. Yeah, but in the you can't uh, play but, that but way. you go to the NFC uh, overall, they're no worse. I you, mean, that, you know, no, I mean, what other team is is complete and scares you? You know, who Minnesota right has now? has their no. But, I'm not but buying people Minnesota. still don't want Case Keenum. I'm not buying Minnesota. Throw it, so I'm not going to buy Case Keenum. Well, no, but that's it. You throw that into the curb. Everybody wants to get excited about the Packers because Aaron Rodgers nah, may show up. I'm not excited about the Packers, but no commitment to whether he plays Week 14. Carolina, Cam Newton. I, I like the fez that he wore yesterday. It was a good look, but. <laughs> <laughs> They're too uneven offensively to get excited. Jonathan Stewart had been in witness protection, and then all of a sudden, there he is. So, I mean, you, you go through, and all the teams that are the Falcons, the Saints, assuming the Kamara Saints, is you know, back. Honestly, the, like as that, long they're as the Kamara most is exciting, okay, right? Because if they have to go on the road, they most likely will have to go on the road and play at Minnesota, which is not that big a deal. They, you know, I, I, they're not, and they're not the old. Saints teams where boy that you get them away from home and suddenly but no because they're now they're a well, team that runs run the, the football, football play plays defense. defense. Yep. This is not hey we're just going to chuck it up and try to outscore you. We go on the road, we can win games. Look, I picked the Eagles to go to the NFC Championship game, so it's tough for me to say. But the one team I believe in, even though they lost last week, I'll believe in the Saints as long as Kamara is back. I believe they are the most well-rounded team. They can still throw it when they have to. They can run the ball and sledgehammer you with both of those running backs. They play very good defense as long as their DBs are healthy. The Saints are the one team I'll believe in the most in the NFC right now. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Here's your best NFL uniforms of all time. 85 right? Bears. You're six be- the Bears uniforms been the same for 50 years. It's the but same they wore thing. them so well in there 85. Was, there was just the blue, then there was the gush on it, and then there's without the gush. So that's your, bear, that's your Bears uniforms. With the gush and without the gush. That's what you have. But it's a classic look. It is, but it's the same look. Been seeing the it same never look. goes out of style. 40, like yes, there's there's certain classic looks. The Raiders look is classic, but the best individual eye catching eye. But do you want to do you want to wear Raiders gear right now? No, 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 no not, not after Derek Carr. But the best overall uniforms. Dolphins aquas right here that you're seeing. They're pretty solid. The Patriots red, the old red like they like like they had wore and they wear them once in a while as their. Uh, as their throwbacks, I just want them to the wear the red, uh, the Pawtucket and Pat on there. <laughs> I like that. I like. I like that. I like Patriot Pat. <laughs> it looks better than the than the than the thin and triangular Patriot that's got a long back. It looks like the Patriots logo. It looks like uh, it's the head from the Alien. Oh, you know, like when the head gets nah, really long nah, in the back. You're talking, and I like Alien. Uh, so you got those two. You have the Chargers Powder Blues. Sure. Although I, I've I've kind of okay. There's been you a lot of talk about them, too. but because they've been around for a long time. Uh, I'm also going to give you the 49ers when the really tiny names on the back, kind of like they have now. You just see them really stretched out and really tiny. I just kind of love that. I just love that when they have the name just stretched out on the back. It is really tiny names. You can hardly read them. That's really cool. 
Uh, I'm also going to give you. I'm not going to give you the bumblebee uniforms. Why? No, I, I can't. Give I you the love bumblebee. those. I can't, Come on. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't do it. You know Aronious. what? You know what else is classic? The Aronious. Cleveland Browns. Uh, oh, there's so much losing. So much losing. But sometimes you got to get used to losing in life. You know, um, now you're not going to win everything. Speaking of losing, too right. many participation oh, trophies. He's, he's used to it. I'll give you. I've seen a lot of losing in my life. Yeah, how was Sunday yesterday? Tons of losing. That was the worst game since the game you and I went to when the Jets played the Chargers three years ago. Oh, that yesterday was way worse. Yeah, uh, Keenan Allen had more yards yesterday. Okay, than okay, the Jets. okay, okay. I think okay. This is not the San Diego. No, 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 San Diego now, Los Angeles Chargers hour. Kenny, you, you did no, that all day yesterday. Kenny you, came up to five. It's the L.A. Chargers. No, that's why I There's said no the San, San Diego, Diego to no Los Angeles. No Moss, buddy. I said same difference. This is not the pregame show. Speaking of losing, who said it was? I'll give. You, well, they got to get ready. The Chargers play Saturday this He's week. He's just firing off the a bunch Chargers of stats no. from that the game. The Chargers no. pregame show starts in an hour for Frostburg. I'm just letting Jason know Keenan Allen had more yards than the Jets yesterday. I know it's a valuable stat, Harmon. Kenyon Drake has more yards than the Jets did yesterday. I'm sitting in that the studio. True. I have more yards than they do. It's too soon, bro. But the last couple I'll give you. You want to talk about losing? Tampa Bay bright orange. The creamsicles were awesome. And yeah, yeah. The Rams blue and white. They're almost there now. They continue. Sound like the, the white horn though. That's I mean the blue and yeah, white. Yeah, yeah. When they had in the late sixties, yeah, early seventies, yeah. fearsome, foursome. The blue That's and white is such a great look. And they're almost back there now with the helmets and the and the jerseys. They're almost all the way. They're your top six uniforms. See, sometimes old is new again. Rams blue and white. Dolphins deep aqua. Buccaneers bright orange, Patriots red, 49ers with the tiny names, and the Chargers power. Are you going to put that up as a poll question? Uh, We could do that. Yeah, why don't you do that? We could do that. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. I like that. You know, and just Fire coming it in, in there. And just coming in seventh, the... Fire the, um, the Wait, we're pre, going to a top ten now? No, the pre-NFC West Seahawks uniforms. When they were okay. in the AFC West, they had like, it was a little bit brighter, darker blue. That was pretty cool. I'm with you. I like that. That was pretty good. Uh, so Twitter at how about a fresca? Phone number is eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. What's Jason your favorite uniform? So you have the Jason powder blues comment. at six, huh? Pat, no, no, I just did the top. I just did in oh, any there order. Wasn't... There's no order. I'm just saying here's oh, the top okay. six of all time. Yeah, all right. We can count them down if you want. I mean, but I was waiting for New Year's Eve for that. You know, with Ryan Seacrest, we can count them all the way down. It's too soon. He's more bro. than six, though. <laughs> no, we said we can do whatever we want. We just count them from six all the way down to number one. Number one. <laughs> and this song, Casey. When I long was, distance dedication. <laughs> back in 1985, I used to listen to Lisa, Lisa, and Cult Jam all the time. Number one. Uh, there it is. <laughs> meanwhile, Giancarlo Stanton is a Yankee. Yes, he is. The deal was finally consummated as Stanton waived his no trade clause, agreed to join the Yankees earlier today. So, Stanton's a Yankee, and plenty of people are upset about this. I was wrong. I said. He doesn't want to go to the Yankees. He's got leverage. And then we find out the real story is that Derek Jeter and the Marlins threatened him. Giancarlo Stanton saying this after the trade today. They threatened him with, quote, being a Marlin for life if he didn't take a trade to either San Francisco or St. Louis, which is the two teams they had deals worked out with. Giancarlo Stanton got mad and said, no, you're not going to make me a Marlin for life. And he eventually got his way to the Yankees. Now, there's no way the Dodgers got seriously involved because that would have been something that would have happened. In fact, I, we didn't hear the Dodgers once after it was Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. So I guarantee you the Dodgers said, listen, we're not doing it. Number one, we don't need him. Number two, what you want, we're not ready to give. But but part of that, you know, before we get to what ended up happening here and all, all the, the badness, the, the fact that you negotiated in bad faith, 
with two teams he told you I'm not going to? Hey, we've got these deals worked out. Yeah, yeah cool. Where to? And he's going to obviously take the phone calls and, and hear what the, the Cardinals and the Giants had to say. But those two teams that he told you explicitly, I'm out. So that's a lot of wasted time, energy on those deals. See that—that's what I'm saying. Why it's do, just, it's just bad business. Why are you going through it before? Like, because I, I get the philosophy of you say no to this team, but then when I tell you we got a deal, you'll love it, you'll fall in love, and we'll convince you to go. I—I I don't get why teams go that far down the rabbit hole before they realize, oh crap, we're screwed. He Stanton really meant no it. Oh no, to the Giants, and no, that's why you have a no trade clause. A no trade clause isn't to say, well, it's a no trade clause. Oh, but if you're going to trade me there, then I'll waive it. No, it's these are the teams I don't want to go to. Here's where you cannot trade me. So that I don't get. The trade happens, and there's two big takeaways from it. Number one, many people are upset. Oh, Jeter did a favor for the Yankees. I hate Jeter. You know, all this, all, you know what? I tell this defense, and you know I'm telling you the truth because I'm a Mets fan. Suck it. Because plenty of teams had a chance. He had a no-trade clause. The Yankees took on the salary. It's where he went. They tried to trade him other places. Stanton said, no, what are you going to do? You had to get rid of Stanton. I knew they weren't going to get a lot for him. That's what I was right about for this. As I said, you're not going to get anything because the Yankees got to take on his salary. That's what you're getting in exchange for trading Giancarlo Stanton. You're getting someone to take on $30 million a year for the next 10 years. Now they got Starlin Castro, who I'm sure they're just going to flip to another gonna, team. They're going to flip. And they, and, and they had prospects. to send, send a giant pile of cash. Right, so the Yankees could stay under the luxury Here, tax. Here's $30 million. Right. Here's but, two prospects that may never get past double-A slinging peanuts in the third deck. I, it's, and if you, you you know the Giants, you were stupid. If it was oh, we had Joe Panic as the as the centerpiece for this trade. You're stupid if that because you didn't have to do it. This is what the trade is. It's basically you take on the salary and you don't have to give us anything back because that's what the deal is. You're taking on this salary. So anybody that's pissed off about that, you know what? You have no right to be. You want to be mad the Yankees got him? Sure, go ahead. Go be mad the Yankees got him. But this is a anybody could have got him if he wanted to go. Many people could have made offers. They didn't. He went to the Yankees. It happened. Now, the one big thing I'll take away from this is Derek Jeter won't go to the winter meetings because there's many people who want to talk to him about this because I get it. I understand on the surface, boy, here's Jeter the Yankee, and he sends his best player to the Yankees. I get it. He doesn't want to go to the winter meetings to defend his deal. Dude, you did it. Own it. He's at the, He's game at the football game tonight. He's in the yeah. stands tonight watching Miami beat New England. Really? And you can't go to the winter meetings? That's a load of crap. He's already traded three Dolphins tonight. <laughs> Very possible. Maybe even Keenan Allen. <laughs> he could just trade anybody. It just doesn't matter. I was gonna. He trade. He traded Baker Mayfield to the Jets. I was oh, really nice. surprised at that. Did he, he grab his crotch? No. Would go, go to the Jets, wouldn't you? If you told, were told you go to the Jets, all yeah. over that field. Yeah, yeah. Forget it. Oh no, really? I, I did get traded there. Oh boy. No, I mean that. That's what. That's a load of crap. That's a load of crap. Go and own it. You trade them. What are you going to do? Oh, no, I don't want to go to the owners' meetings. I'll go to the winter meetings. Really? Wait, don't you have to make moves and make trades and move guys around? I don't want to go. You're here at the game tonight. That's crap. Well, That's a when, load of crap when he by did his media conference earlier today, he deferred a lot of the more interesting parts of the discussion. No, I'm going to – you you answer this. I, I got nothing in terms of the finances and, and how things were being reconfigured. The report is that Stanton was asking for more pitching help, that he was really looking to 
build the team said, nope, we're getting rid of pitching. He said, I think we need pitching and we can compete. They said, no, we're going to trade you and just tank. We're going to trade oh, you. Okay. We're going to get rid of some of the pitching. We don't like what we have. And, and oh, by the way, how about threatening with the Marlin for life? How do you feel if you're one of the other Marlins that are there? We'll make you You're stuck for here life. forever. You're stuck here, Yelich. You too, Ozuna. Yeah, Gordon got out, but we got you. You're not going anywhere, boar. Ah, we got you for another few years. I mean, what kind of message does that send? Hey, they threatened to make me a Marlin for life. I mean, oh, my God. Really? Here's a quote from Stanton. When I signed up in Miami, I wanted to work thing, things to work out, and I had a good vision there. But sometimes things spiral out of place, and you need to find a new home. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. I feel like the Patriots just aren't trying. Two times they're faced with fourth down from their own end, and they decide to punt, and there's no upset reaction from Tom Brady. I'm trotting off the field. We're going to punt. I'm trotting off. I'm coming back out. I'm trotting off. Well, but on third and one, you're chucking the ball 30 yards downfield a couple of times. Like the Patriots have decided, yeah, tonight we just we don't don't care. If we don't win, we don't win. It's it's been an odd odd game in that respect. Going back to the beginning, there's some kind of conversation flowing on social media uh, about Tom Brady and, and stepping into his throws and just body language early on. You, you look at some of the play calling, again, on third and short and going for big plays, and they really haven't had a lot of chunk yardage. Now you've got a, a big completion downfield, finally, to Cooks. But, I mean, there hadn't been a lot of that. Tonight, it's been kind of lollipop throws. If it gets there, great. And now the second interception was a fantastic over-the-shoulder catch as you know, the defender came flying back over uh, in safety cover over the top. But you know, for Brady and this offense, just very uneven and uninspired. Lead I think paint. Would be the nice. Lead paint it's all, all lead paint. around, all around the stadium and the videos and hidden transmissions of the other team's plays can't get to the Patriots sideline. Hidden transmission. Hidden transmissions. Look at you. It's lead paint all around the stadium. It's like a spy movie you're writing. It's like what what is it that what, what, surrounding Tom Brady? Right. No, no, when when I call it the goat. No, what what can't Superman see through? Right? What can you what can he not see through? Is it lead? What, what I think what? it's lead. Superman I, I can't see in there. I must be surrounded by lead. There's something No, no, Krypton no, Kryptonite is his weakness, but he can't see through something. Like he can't like, see through lead. He can't see through lead. His vision is x-ray Based and lead stadium notoriously failed to penetrate lead. Lead stadium, that's what it is. Now, now I figured it out. So what you're also saying is that Tom Brady and many people would vote for this should replace the wooden Tom Henry Brady Cavill <laughs> in the next iteration of Superman <laughs> or the extension of Justice League. I can't see. Not only can I not see through this lead, but it's not very healthy. You know. So if you want to stay healthy, wear these Tom Brady pajamas and eat this specially quinoa-fused corn. Oh, it's so What's good. What's wrong with quinoa? I'm Why just, do you keep disrespecting it? I just, I just I default to quinoa. A quinoa burger, if properly but come prepared, on, is quinoa delicious. corn? I mean, come on. That's pretty cool. You're, now, you're, now you're just kind of going crazy. No, but then the... the Whoa, tight shirt. Come on. But, but then man. the corn has a lot of carbs I mean, he's and, not wrong. and natural sugars to it, though. Yeah, no, Frostburg, you eat quinoa, right? Poop fest, man. <laughs> Just like the Jets. All right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yo, last week you loved the Jets because we beat the Chiefs for you. You loved the Jets Thanks, last buddy. week. I'm just saying. That was, that was awesome. I'm just saying. Uh, but we'll keep you posted on you, this He loved Blue Horseshoe, too. Patriots are driving two minutes to go in the fourth <laughs> quarter. They do have the football uh, deep in Miami territory. 
But one other thing on Giancarlo Stanton, real fast. Again, lead stadium, lead line stadium. One thing about Stanton is that, and look, certain great times, you know, you never have to, I mean, look, you should never doubt me anyway, because I always tell the truth. But certain times, you know, okay, being the fan of the teams I am, when I say something complimentary or something good about one of my team's rivals, you know I'm telling the truth on it. And Stanton to the Yankees is an awesome move for Major League Baseball. It's the best thing the sport has had because Stanton is a star when he's healthy. Stanton is an absolute star, but he toils in obscurity in Miami. Why? Because they don't win. They don't draw fans. And what do you do? You see his highlights. Oh, another home run from Stanton. Oh, another home run from Stanton. Oh, another home run from Stanton. Another home run from Stanton. Oh, look, I'm standing at a home run. But you don't watch the games. You don't really care that much. You kind of just you you check in on Giancarlo Stanton. But now he's part of the evil empire. He's part of the mu- most must-see team in Major League Baseball. He's going to bat right behind or right in front of Aaron Judge. And this is huge for the game. You have taken a guy who is a great player and should have been a bigger star than he is, and now you've turned him into one of the top five stars in the game. That's why this is such a big win for baseball because Stanton and baseball now, it's more interesting. Well, Stanton think, being a Yankee, of course it's more interesting. Well, I think you go back to just look at what they were able to do in Oakland with McGuire and Kinseko. The Bash brothers were everywhere. The ad campaigns, the trading cards, the posters on the walls, all of that. Yeah, you, know, you hope you don't have the eventual fallout from all of that like you did with them. But the reality is you take two of the best bashers in the game in a smallish stadium where you're you're talking about ridiculous offensive numbers. I think one of the best memes of, of the weekend was Red Sox announced reconstruction of the green monster and the image of, is of like a nine hundred foot tall wall. So so you have that. So you, you go on down the line that for Major League Baseball, you talk about all the featured occasions where the Yankees were going to be on Sunday night baseball or Saturday afternoon on Fox and go all the way through. Now you multiply that out by what you can do and, and then get back into merchandising and the you know Madison Avenue sales of it all. But certainly for Stanton, he had 30,000 people showing up in a ridiculous year that he was having. He should have never seen a pitch to hit. Now, right. That's, no, a, that's sure. a whole other yeah. thing uh, that should have never gotten to 59-132. Should <laughs> have had 22 and an awful lot of intentional walks, but that's just me. Talking. Either that or a lot of hit-by-pitches because, you know, I don't believe in the, the throw four of them. Just, you know, f- dot him and be done with it. But, you know, now you get to go play in the East, and obviously everybody will do the old East Coast bias thing. I still wish they were forced to give up more in return for a superstar because just it's I get it it's the business of baseball and the way things are constructed but two guys that may never play and another guy that will become two more guys that may never play plus you give them a satchel of 30 million dollars seems like you got robbed be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app right now NFL, 51 seconds left to go. Miami on top of New England, 27-20. to 20. New England couldn't get in the end zone on their last possession, so they kicked a field goal. They have called their final timeout, 51 seconds left to go, and that's going to do it. So Miami is going to win this football game. They're going to beat New England 27-20. to 20. Cutler with the kneel down. Looks like there's a little pushing and shoving. Not quite to the Seahawks-Jaguars 
extent like no it, was. it would really take <laughs> something to escalate to that level uh, you know no. I don't think you're gonna see anybody jumping in the stands to fight but the Patriots are gonna lose this one 27 20 and I gotta be honest watching the Patriots play this game they played you know look we can get into body language and certain things as you watch them play and they played this game like it was a controlled scrimmage like we're trying some new things out on offense to see if a couple of things work and if we win we win if we don't we don't you know it's, it, that that's kind of there's no Tom Brady never yelled at anybody during the game didn't yell at his teammates didn't get all kinds of mad at anybody all the t- there was none of that well which is amazing given the fact that their efficiency uh was lacking i i don't i don't i don't know how to to say it you could probably throw a bunch of expletives in uh if you're a patriots fan uh with the just horrible, I mean, no conversions on third down. You look at this last possession that they settled for a field goal. You have a holding penalty. You have a would-be completion to Chris Hogan. Can't get the second foot down. He's got control in plenty of time, but his foot trying to get the second foot down gets caught up in a defender and uh, one of his teammates. So by the time he gets the second foot down, he's out of bounds. So they end up having to settle for the field goal. Even Brady, the long walk to the locker room. Doesn't look, you know, calm no. conversations on the sidelines. We saw Bill Belichick run out to attend to Patrick Chung, who was in the middle of the onside kick scrum that was recovered uh, by the Dolphins after one of those slow walk-up kicks by Guskowski. Went about eight eight yards before <laughs> the Dolphins came flying up to dive on it. Chung ended up at the bottom of the pile, so Belichick goes to look at him. But the overall for this game, like the play calling on third down, curious. But just overall, the energy level, uh, it sets up the great matchup with the Steelers, for sure. But for tonight, the the night should belong to Jay Cutler, but it's the losing locker room that's far more entertaining. Well, because well, the Dolphins, are, you know, they're not going anywhere. They're 6-7 now, this though, buddy. The, you know, this is in NFL films when they try to do something for the Dolphins. The first highlight is everything from this game. You know, to show, hey, we're starting off with something great for the Dolphins. And the Miami Dolphins show that they do have promise as the fins up get ready towards what could be a brighter 2018. Then they go back in time and you see the injury to Tannehill and here comes Jake Cutler and they struggle and then here's the big finish which is week 13. They beat the Patriots on Monday night at home and that's it. And then eh, it's just done. They're just a jag football team. They get a, they get a win. They get one win. Oh, this is the win we're going to hang our hats on. They're a jag football team. It's all about the Patriots. Well, Adam Gase early on in this game also running out formations and using Kenyon Drake as if he were a New England running back, split wide and running routes and doing all those kind of things. So a little bit uh, of that, and certainly the play call to move the play calling to move the pocket for Jay Cutler and get him on on the move uh, worked out well as he connected with Jarvis Landry early and often. And you look at the monster game by Drake; uh, they've they've certainly got their back for the future. <laughs> so now it's the question of building out the rest of this roster. But for tonight, uh, a nice punch in the face to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Lead paint around the stadium. That's really where you're going? Lead, Just paint, lead paint, and they can't get the transmissions of the plays the other teams are running. Miami is the only stadium to have lead paint around the – I mean, it's not safe at all, but I'm saying it's got to be something. You know, lead paint all around the stadium, and the Patriots can't get signals. That's why they play bad. I mean, there's no reason why Tom Brady just plays like crap in Miami. No, this is a, a very curious game. Again, going back to the opening 
opening possession and all the way through. I mean, we're charting it, and certainly on social media, those following the game, you know, updating all the stats of, you know, they haven't been down in a first quarter for months. They haven't been trailing at all. Since the Charger game, yeah. Right, the Charger (laughs) game all the way back, uh, way back when, uh, before the Chargers began their phenomenal run that they're on now. So when when we look at it, it's just a a difficult place to play, obviously, for them. So this is now their, what, 10th loss of 19 division losses under Tom Brady come at the hands of the Dolphins. But this was the defense in many ways that you saw for the first month of the season, getting gashed on big play downfield time and time again, safety help late and getting out there, winning all the one-on-one matchups, and really just operating in, in space. Not a lot of tight coverage, a lot of open windows for Jay Cutler. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca Twitter at How About a Fresca the Jason Smith Show Jason Mike Harmon and we're going to take a glance into the future about fifteen minutes Frostburg uh, knows is already knows what Bill Belichick's press conference is going to sound like Oh yeah this one's easy you ready for this Yeah yeah go ahead uh, Bill what uh, what do you think of this uh, butt kicking the Dolphins gave you uh, We're on the Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. His impression needs some work, but yeah, but I think he got the content right. They played, they played. Well, they he's played from Philadelphia, tonight. right? They played well tonight. Man, man, we're, we're, I think I've covered it. Yeah, that's, we're on the Pittsburgh. We're on the Pittsburgh. Stanton's a Yankee. I've already me, said that. Ask me about that. Yeah, the Mets want to trade Matt Harvey. I I don't know. I don't think Answer knows. the question twice. If Bill Belichick is thinking about Matt Harvey. <laughs> yeah, yeah he all. sticks to sports. He was a dark knight. Now he's not. I, I don't, don't know. know. He's not that, no. Anybody, any questions about football? Okay, thank you. <laughs> that's that's how it's going to go. Can he play that's defense? The oddest of games tonight. The Patriots had no sense of urgency. They had they didn't even look upset when things weren't going their way. It was just odd, and it was hard to explain. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Joining us now to break it all down, NFL on Fox insider extraordinaire Jay Glazer. And Jay, I got to admit, I, I didn't have the Patriots losing like this tonight to the Dolphins. No, I don't think anybody had that. But that makes the NFL great. <laughs> Best soap opera reality show out there. But, you know, it, it's funny because even after all the stuff, look, you look at the, the, the stuff that the Dolphins went through this year. Oh, my goodness. They have been kind of like the Vikings were a year ago, right? They lose their quarterback. They get displaced in a hurricane. They have an offensive line coach who does something that's uh, – I still don't know what the hell he was yeah. thinking. Uh, <laughs> you know, and they had a Lawrence Timmons situation. And even after that, the guy, and they traded Jay and Jaya. And after all that, the guys in that building are still like, dude, I'm telling you, we haven't given up. We're still fighting. We're still – and I'm like, nah, you got to toast, right? And it's just – you kind of tell when, when a team is just – like the Giants, you know, they just packed it in. Miami Dolphins just happened. I got to give Adam, Adam Gates a lot of credit. This is the time of year when you really see the medal of a lot of your guys because this is the time of year that the wives and the family members are going, eh, we're kind of out of it. Let's start making our, our trip to the Bahamas. Let's start getting our Cabo trip ready. And guys just start tanking it. And other guys, you see the guys that want to step up and, and finish strong, and, man, they are. You know, the one thing it's it's so hard to explain, Jay, is that this is, you know, Miami is Brady's house of horrors. He's under 500 for his career. It's the only place he routinely 
doesn't win. I mean, look, he's got 19 AFC East losses, and you know, nine of them are in Miami. I don't get what 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 the special thing is about being in Miami because it's always it's different personnel on defense when he plays the Dolphins year after year. I don't get it. I I don't know either. Maybe maybe it's something else that kind of gets in his head. You know, there was there was when the Buccaneers were were years ago when you know the John Lynch, uh, Ronnie Barber, Derek Brooks days, and you know they were. They had this thing that they were under, you know, they they were windless under a certain weather, you know, a certain temperature. And it just got in their head. It became like a self-fulfilled prophecy. I'm not saying that's the case with Brady. I don't know. I have no idea why these guys are as Achilles heel at times. No clue. There's no rhyme or reason to it. See, I, I get a theory is that, like, maybe the stadium is lined in lead paint and the Patriots can't get the transmissions of the other team's plays in. And that's what it is because it's some kind of special paint. That's around the stadium. And the fire alarms in the hotel the night before right. don't go off. And right. the dolphins will, you know. Look at you causing. No, see, now no, he's going conspiracy. No that one, <laughs> he's going down that road. But, pink. but like Red we pink. see the Dolphins battle today. We saw the Buffalo Bills continue their inexplicable run. It's the NFL in 2017. But what also is true, another huge injury, Carson Wentz, the latest MVP voting leader according to all of the the media and what we've watched over the course of the year. And now Nick Foles becomes the guy success a few years ago. How much did they lose here, Jay? Oh my goodness, they lose a lot. They they the thing about Carson, you know, and look, we did Fox and Evil Sunday from the game yesterday. So sure. Standing on the sideline, we got to see him up close and personal and you know, every time he's doing some Terry Bradshaw and how we long like the thing is, you know, guys will get in at Wentz but once they get at him, they can't get him down. And he he's almost Roethlisberger like where he extends the play in so many different ways. And you know, same thing that Aaron Rodgers does. And Howie Long yesterday on our, our halftime show kind of left us speechless because he was like, "I got to be honest, and I never thought I'd say this." The guy reminds me of a, like a young John Elway, and he's just able to do things and keep the play alive. And you know, he is losing a guy like that. Man is is. Uh, that, that's going to be difficult mentally for them to, to come back from because, you know, look, again, you, you look at the Green Bay Packers and it took them a few weeks to really get over the loss of Aaron Rodgers and say, okay, we've got to just, you know, no matter what, we can't sit here and cry that he's not here. We, gotta, we have to somehow step it up, the rest of us. But it does, you know, there's a mental health issue here, like emotionally trying to get guys, no matter what, to believe that they could win without him while they're mourning. The, the loss, the football loss of their MVP. Jay, you, know, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers now, seeing what happened. Not that it's, it's, it has to do with it, but now here's Philadelphia, certainly not the yep. team they were, but here's the, the big win. They come from behind the Packers when they're 7-6, and six, a game out. Does this push Rodgers into coming back? I, no, that has, one has nothing to do with the other. You're, uh, Rodgers is pushing to come back. It, it, it does not matter whether Carson went down. He's pushing to come back. And when I tell you there was so much hardware on that shoulder his right now, because he broke a piece of that collarbone off, and they had to reattach it and put this plate in. Really, man, the, the, the doctor did it, you know, that had really had his work cut out for him in this one. Um, and the fact that he is already, when it first happened, they were like, all right, he's just done. There's no way he's going to be able to come back this year at all. The fact that he was already back there. Look, I had Chuck Liddell at their – at uh, practice last Saturday, and he was like, man, I, this guy wasn't hurt. You didn't know. You showed up. I had no idea. He threw a 65-yard bomb in, in uh, practice. Oh, 
See, I just gave up one of my sources. Damn. Oh. <laughs> I gave one of my sources up. Oh, that's all right, Jay. It's but a, he's sitting there, he's sitting there at Green Bay Packers walkthrough last week, and he's like, you got a Kazarian train in our gym at, at a break when it's all season. You know, Chuck's a big Packer fan, and he was out there talking. He was doing the whole thing, and he was just like, man, it's unbelievable for a guy who broke his collarbone, sling at 65 yards like it's nothing. But here's the big thing. They're going to go back in and scan it now. Uh, you got to make sure that there's not a, a big shadow in it. That thing is healed. If there's any possibility that that can re-break, now, you know, again, it's plated, so it'll be hard to break again. But you really got to make sure that, you know, one thing is throwing the ball. Another thing is taking a hit when you're off balance and, and coming down hard on that thing. And it, to put some pressure on another part of the collarbone. But he, his, everybody you talk to in there, We've all seen things that Aaron Rodgers have done on the field that makes you scratch your head and go, guy's not from this planet. The way he's been able to come back from this makes you scratch your head and go, he's not from this planet. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jay Glazer. And Jay, before I let you go, I do know the one guy you have to trade an unbreakable, and it's Quentin <coughs> Jefferson. Because watching him try to get in the stands yesterday, he couldn't do the pull-up on, on the railing to get up into the stands. <laughs> I think he needs a little more upper arm strength to get up and in there if he wants to get after a fan that threw a beer at him. Yeah, you know, it's well, it wasn't just a beer. From what I'm hearing, there was a couple other things that were thrown at him verbally that were that had crossed the line. And I'm not saying it's okay to climb in the stands, but I'm also like, it kind of goes both ways there, man. It's you, you know, when people kind of use words at you as if they're hiding in their mom's basement on Twitter, and especially if any of them are racially charged, things like that are, you know, I'm not saying it's right reaction, though. To, to go back. Actually, you know what? Hell, I am. <laughs> if, if, if I'm a player and somebody's yelling some racial stuff at me and throwing beers at me, I don't know how I react. Just right. I'm a, We're all flawed human beings. I'm not, I'm not sure how I react, but I know you got to be more uh, professional than everybody else here, but hell, that goes out the window when you know, you kind of cross the line certain ways there. And look, you know, here's the bottom line it's a game, man. It's a game. Right. All fans out there. We're just here to entertain and give you guys escapism. Don't get so damn mad at all of us. Like, it's not like we ran your freaking dog over. Okay. We didn't come in and do anything to your family. We're sports. We're escapism. Nothing else. Do you get this angry when your kid comes home with a D on his report card? If you don't, then you need to look inside yourself and reshift your values. Always great stuff with Jay Glazer on Twitter at Jay Glazer and the website vetsandplayers.org merging vets and players and touchdown dreams Jay as always appreciate it my friend be good we'll talk next week be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app there's a really crazy breaking story in the NFL right now surrounding the NFL network Um, a former NFL network employee Jamie Cantor and I want to, first of all, I want to tell you all these people in this story that I'm going to tell you, I know all these people to a degree from working there. You know, I was there for three years doing Fantasy Live. All these people were there. I know all of these people and who all of these people are. I'm not saying I was friends with them, but obviously I know them for different degrees, and we'll get into it as we go on. But Jamie Cantor, uh, who is a former employee, she was, she was in charge of wardrobe. That's what she did at NFL Network, is suing the NFL Network over sexually explicit behavior and comments that were made to her 
during her time at NFL Network. Those affected include Eric Weinberger, who ran NFL Network before he left. Now he works for Bill Simmons and helps run the Ringer website. Eric Weinberger was there, and I, you know, he was there. I, I in, you know, didn't really interview with him, but I, I talked with him when, right. when, I, when I worked, and I, I knew him for the three years I was there, obviously. He and I were also PAs 20 years ago uh, together at ESPN. She claims many sexually explicit things happened with her and Eric Weinberger. Also, she was sexually harassed by on-air talent, including Marshall Falk, Heath Evans, and Ike Taylor, who have not only said things to her, but groped her, said explicit things, sent pictures, texts, emails, inappropriate photos. She alleges all of this in her suit. Heath Evans, Marshall Falk, and Ike Taylor have all been suspended from their duties pending an investigation into the allegations. Canner first filed her lawsuit in October claiming wrongful termination, and this is where we're at right now. This story is now breaking wide throughout the United States. I felt it was important to talk because, look, I work there, and, and I know the people involved. I know Jamie. Uh, you know, I still talk to Mike, my, Michael Fabiano. is one of my best friends. We talk all the time about stuff. Um this is really shocking to see this. Uh, the first thing I'm going to say is this. Now, I don't know anything about these allegations. Right. I'll, at this I'll be, point, I'll be they're allegations. Right the NFL I don't, Network I don't know is investigating. Right. And the termination occurred in October of 2016. And so the lawsuit has now been filed nearly a year later. Yeah. Jamie was incredibly nice. In fact, she's the one that said to me when I was getting my dry cleaning done and getting my suit, she said to me, Jason, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm taking my clothes to get dry cleaned. She said, bring them to me. I'll get them dry cleaned for you for the network. And, and you, you said, no, I, I want to like, add this to the list of things I deduct from my taxes. I was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, wow, I saved so much money on that because, you know, NFL, you know, they pay to dry clean your suits. I was like, that's, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Very nice. I, talked, I saw her every day. Every day, five days a week for the entire time I was there. I saw Marshall Falk there all the time. I uh, did not see Ike Taylor there, um, but Heath Evans, he's been on the show with us a sure, few times. A number of times. You know, Absolutely. and, and uh, another person who's involved in this is Mark Watts, who was the executive in charge of talent, who Jamie Canner says, I brought my complaint to him, and he dismissed it and said, this is how people talk. You should be used to it, and also you should be used to it because of the way you look. This is what is being alleged by Jamie Cantor here. Now, again, all of this stuff I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know about any of these things that, that are going on. These are just the facts. Now, there's two things I want to say about it. Number one is that where the wardrobe room is at the NFL Network is right next door to the makeup room, which is right across the hall from the locker room where all the talent, we would all go and get dressed. We all go, oh, get dressed and, you know, put on our suits and whatever and we'll, you know, be it in, in the locker room. And we'd walk across into the makeup room. And the makeup room, this is where everybody congregated. It was like a big party because this is where you saw everybody. This is where the talent saw their talent, hung out, talked to each other. This is where the producers would walk in and you would talk to everybody. Because you didn't see people really off your shows because everybody's in their own different area doing things and they're doing different shows in different areas of NFL Network. But these three rooms are all very close to each other. So this, in the in the makeup room is right next door to the wardrobe room, which is right across the hall from the locker room, which is where everybody changed. And I would always joke around and I would say, man, some of the conversations that go on in the makeup room, the makeup 
the women in the makeup room could own NFL Network because just it's just a lot of a lot of loose language and stuff that's thrown out back again nothing like this i never saw anything like this that's being alleged but everybody you know whether it's language or something else that's just it was that kind of you know was that kind of thing is where that's where people would talk and just hang out and i just mean regular stuff people would tell stories you know not sexually charged stories but just stories about anything and they'd laugh and joke and things are going on and it was a very loose atmosphere and then right next door was where Jamie was with the wardrobe. And you would go in there if you needed a tie or a, or a suit. She picked out my ties every day for me. Jamie, she's the nicest woman in the world. And, and you know, it help you out if I need a pair of shoes, whatever it was. And so that's the one thing I think of in this whole thing is that that, that area right there is so much of a, hey, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, sometimes you have conversations and either you sometimes forget where you are or you forget who you're talking to, or you forget just how things, you know, how things go. It's, it's like I said, it's one of those things. I've seen other things at NFL, not like this where I'm like, boy, that was a lot of F-bombs. That's a lot of this. That's a lot of that. Oh man. I don't know. You know, it, it's very, right. is very weird. Um, but that's, that's something, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this story is that that area being so close and everybody, that being where everybody congregated players would come in and talk and blah, 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 and yap and all that. And that's where you kind of saw everybody. It was almost like it was a room where, Hey, we're hanging out now. Right. And everybody's kind of hanging out. Fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. 
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.